Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 348 for September 2nd, 2022. Today's guest is filmmaker Lavinia Jones-Wright. We'll be talking about her feature-length hybrid documentary film and full-scale theatrical piece, Love All Alices, which she directed, conceived of, wrote, assembled, you'll, you'll hear. It's a fascinating project. It's I'm so excited to share it with you. And uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about that. I am your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. On this podcast, I have conversations with fellow creators who use their creativity to change the world. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for over 17 years. If you like what you hear, subscribe using the colorful buttons in the sidebar and footer at MikeyPod.com, or just search MikeyPod in your favorite podcast directory. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at MichaelHeron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere as at Michael Heron, or you can email me at MikeyPod at gmail.com. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I kind of want to just get right into this interview because I want you to hear it, and I also want you to go contribute to the Kickstarter for the film that Lavinia Jones-Wright is creating. By the time you get to the end of this interview, you will be clamoring. Can one person clamor? I think it needs to be a group of people clamoring. Um, If you know the answer to this, please respond in the comments of this post. Um, I am quitting Facebook, perhaps temporarily. I've mentioned my um, love-hate with social media uh, quite a bit. And, you know, this week it just really came to a head. Um, Wasting time, doing things that make me feel terrible. That is my summary of how I engage with Facebook. So starting on Monday, I'm shutting it down. Um, maybe temporarily, maybe maybe permanently, I don't know. Maybe this is my first step in like breaking the chains of all social media, which seems weird because it's such a place to promote things. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. If Well, you're listening to this podcast, so you're connected to one of the best ways to stay connected with me. Um, you could also join my mailing list, all these different things. And just email me, mikeypod at gmail.com. I'm always dying to hear from podcast people. Oh, also, there's a Discord that I'm hoping to increase engagement with. It's such a nice, safe, <laughs> walled garden. Um, yeah, so there's, um, I made a, um, a, what do they call it? A server within my Discord. Is that right? I'm still learning. But, um, so there's one for the podcast. So if you like the podcast, feel free to jump in. There will be a link to an indiv- uh, to an invitation in the show notes as well. Um, also, finally, I'm at finally in two ways. <laughs> finally being this is the last thing I'm going to say. And also, finally, I'm adding some accessibility to the podcast. Um, one thing is, and I should have been doing this all along, <laughs> did you hear the guilt in my voice? Um, but I'm adding alt text to the photographs as they go, this, this it's a really challenging thing. Being a person that is doing this stuff on my own, um, but it doesn't. These things don't match up. It takes a lot of time. Uh, well, if I do it when I make the post, it will take a lot of time to go back and put alt text for all the photos, and I will. Um, but it will take some time. If there's a particular post or image that you're curious about, um, and you need the alt text added, if if you don't know what I'm talking about, this is. Um, uh, um, text that's added to photographs so that readers, people with web readers, I may not be saying this right, um, who need assistance with images um, can uh, have the reader read the text. 
<clears throat> um, and also, Blueberry has added a feature that I'm going to try out with this episode um, where they generate transcripts. Um, so I'm going to try it. And it might be a disaster. It seems like it would be really hard for it to work well, but I don't know. Who am I? So uh, thanks, Blueberry, for adding that feature. And um, I'll be doing that to this episode. So um, it'll gen generate captions in the player. Um, and also, I think you can download a transcript. We'll see. Anyway, let's get into the interview. But first, I do want to thank my subscribers on Patreon for powering this podcast. These are people who subscribe for $5 or more a month to get special perks, like tons of free downloads of my music and zines, bonus podcasts. There will be nearly 90 of them this week. I think, are we at 90? We'll find out. Um, and you'll have immediate access to all of those things uh, the second you subscribe, including this week's bonus interview, which will have an extended conversation with today's guest, Lavinia Jones-Wright. Speaking of today's guest, Lavinia Jones-Wright, let's get on with it. Here's that interview. Joining me now on the podcast is Lavinia Jones-Wright, who is so many things. Um, we're going to talk about your your project, Love All Alices, which is also so many. I love projects like this. Welcome to the podcast. I'm already like jumping right in. Oh, no, thank you. It's such I'm so, so excited to be here. Uh, so you're a producer, a writer, a musician, so many of these different things. I'm, I know I left some things out. I mean, that's plenty. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a lot. So Love All Alices is your is like what we're talking about. And you have a Kickstarter going, which I want to make sure people know about so they can participate in the creation of Love All Alice's, which is ultimately a film, right? Yes. Yeah. The main idea is that this is going to be a documentary film, but um, as you no doubt saw, it has a lot of different elements to it. It's sort of like a multi-platform project in that way. Um, kind of inspired by Alice and, and who she was and all the different um you know, sort of avenues that she worked in. She was very passionate about theater and she taught us all. I was one of her students. She taught us all to love and appreciate the theater. So I felt like theater had to play a big role in it. So we did do, we are, you know, we have done a play and we're going to continue performing that piece. But ultimately the idea is, yeah, we want to make like one documentary film that is sort of like the centerpiece of the project that gives you a sense of who Alice was. Yeah. And this is a perfect time to talk about who Alice was. She was yeah. an actor and a teacher, um, a really magnificent teacher, I'm learning. She was. And she was pretty spectacular. Yeah, she was an acting teacher her entire life, more than 60 years. She taught in New York. She um, started out at HB Studio when she was just in her early 20s. She became a teacher was a protege of the um, renowned acting teacher Uta Hagen. And Uta sort of passed the torch on to Alice of teaching technique there. And that was where Alice developed her sort of signature uh, style of acting teaching, which is very much based on relationship. And she kind of went on to, she became a really well-regarded acting coach. She worked with a lot of, you know, big names in the industry, on movie sets, and as an actor, she worked on a lot of really cool projects. And she just sort of worked, you know, really steadily and with a lot of, you know, she was deeply respected in the industry. But what was interesting to me about her when I came to meet her, which was, you know, very late in her life, I met her, she was in her very late 70s. Um, and she hadn't 
really, she had never built a school for herself or done these things that would sort of solidify a legacy or make someone iconic. She was much more interested in this sort of like one-on-one interaction and just being really present with people. So she never franchised herself. She never put those things in place. So while she was um, this like secret weapon, this name that got passed around, which when people studied with her, they were like, you have to go to Alice. You have to meet Alice. Alice will change your life. But she didn't have um, she didn't have this big public profile. She didn't even have a website. So <laughs> that like I there, I'm also an artist and a performer and a teacher and you know all these different things. And I, I guess I'm just throwing that out there because there's so many parts of um, embodying all of those things that sometimes feel at odds with each other. You know, like it's just recently that I finally decided, no, it's okay to put my teaching stuff on my website about my music. Am I right? Like there's yeah. always this like, uh, but it's it's interesting to hear that she not only really embraced being a teacher and was incredibly passionate about it, but that it also was just this thing that she did so wonderfully without a lot of hoopla surrounding it. Yeah, I think that was important to her. Um, you know, her her whole teaching technique and the way that she taught acting was about relationship. It was about how characters exist in relationship to one another. And I think that's also how she existed. She existed in relationship to other people. So she really wanted to preserve that personal um, one-on-one sort of relationship that she, she had with every single student. And so that was the most important thing to her. And none of the rest of it really mattered. She didn't care about her own fame and renown. It was fascinating. Wow. (laughs) So you started working on this project of creating the documentary before she sadly passed away. So, well, and as I'm asking you these questions, I want to make sure I'm clear on the timeline, but it seems like I'm I'm right on top of it still (laughs) so far. Yes. Yeah. Around 2017. So what was, what was great about Alice, what everybody will tell you who knew her um, is that she told stories. She told long, fabulous, wonderful stories. And that was part of her teaching technique is that when she was trying to help you unlock a script or unlock a character, she would tell a story like from her own personal life or something kind of more global to make you understand the human conflict in whatever it was you were trying to do. And so I remember feeling very strongly that... A, someone needed to make a movie about this woman because she was just so interesting and so spectacular. And, a, you know, a kind of person that it's really hard to find anymore. Someone with who had focused their entire life on just one thing and become just the absolute best that you can be at it, which in the arts is it's a really significant kind of personality and something that, you know, you just don't see that often anymore. Somebody who knew Tennessee Williams personally, you hmm. know, <laughs> it's that's really cool. So yeah. I, I I wanted to make a film about her and I really felt strongly that instead of having people talk about her, because, you know, you, you could say like, oh, we should get celebrities to talk about her, people that worked with her or knew her. And I thought, you know, the kind of person that she was, it's really important that she tells her own story, that everything comes from her. It's in her own words. So I started interviewing her and just getting all of her stories on tape, imagining that I would write her a one-woman show. And Ah. so, yeah, that was the original idea, was that we were going to work, and we worked for a few years just gathering interviews and transcribing them and and working on them. And um, 
I started writing the show for her in 2019. And then when the pandemic hit, we just sort of started working on it on Zoom. So I think one of the most interesting things about the early stages of this process is that Alice had rehearsed some of these pieces already and was planning to perform them. Ah, uh, okay. So some of the pieces that became the Zoom recordings. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what is now the play, a good chunk of that was already written when she was alive before she passed away. You know, when I was kind of watching and gathering information, there's something really exciting. And also like from a perspective of trying to um, talk about the project where it is now that, and I mean this in a really positive way, that's a little bit <laughs> overwhelming to like, oh, like, because it's so fascinating, the different layers, you know, you've created a, a, piece that is on stage that is actually intended to be part of the film, but it still is its own piece. And you know, her interviews, it's, I, I really am fascinated by that type of um, gathering and uh, it's gathering, I think, yeah, but it's also like, wait, what, which part do I want to talk about? I hear you. And it's, this is very, it's a very meta piece, which is, it's interesting because I think, I mean, I keep seeing like, I don't know if you've seen Strange Loop on Broadway, but yes, it's, yeah. yeah. So I was like, well, at least, you know, there's, it's, it's sort of something that's floating around. And not that I'm comparing myself to Strange Loop, that is, that is a masterpiece, but there's, it's something that's floating around in the ether is these different ways of looking at experience, I think. And, mm -hmm. and so um, putting things in this, on these different planes at once and sort of seeing how they combine into one bigger piece is one way of looking at experience that feels very, I feel like it feels very, um, very of the present <laughs> because we're all thinking about our experience on so many levels now because we're projecting so many things onto social media and, and working on all these different ways of being seen and who we are. Yeah, you know, like there are a couple of pieces of that that really are timely, of course, like the the inclusion of, and I guess I'm, I'm making this assumption that some of the um, interviews that you did on Zoom are going to be a part of the film. Yeah, yeah. Everything that we have will be a part of the film. Um, the interviews that we did with Alice or that I did with Alice will be sort of intercut with you know, documentary sequences, sort of like the behind the scenes of working on this on this piece with these actors who studied with Alice, which will also be intercut with scenes from the play and then some sort of cinematic vignettes that we've shot that are set in locations from her life, basically. So we're, we're filming. It sounds crazy. This project sounds really crazy. And I, I think a lot of people were sort of like, wondering how it was going to all work because mm -hmm. it involves a lot of actors and a lot of different moving parts. But um, I felt like it's the only way to explain her own experience of her life is to look at it from, from the standpoint of imagination, of reality, of performance and of philosophy. So it's like all of these different pieces sort of represent those different things. Mm. Yeah. And it, it's, I didn't know her, of course, but I'm really like it. I, I can I can understand why people might think, wait, how does this work? But at the same time, it seems like the exact right way to do this. You know, like, oh, thank you. Well, like, and then I don't I can't remember if you mentioned this, but I had read that there are 50 actors, all of whom were her students. 
And what better way to tell her story than from their perspective? I had hoped, I had hoped so, you know, because they knew her. And I thought if there's anyone who can communicate what she was trying to say and what she was trying to teach, it would be the people that had studied with her and really had thought about what she was saying. And so after she passed, we had this moment, you know, she, she passed very, very suddenly in 2020 about a week before we were supposed to start filming mm. her film, which was devastating. And, you know, we, we were like, well, how do we proceed without the main character of the project? But so much work had been put into it. And I was so dedicated to making sure that her story gets told that we were like, well, we have to figure out a way. And um, a couple of really wonderful actors from her theater company came to me knowing that we had been working on this project and said, well, what are you going to do? How are you going to proceed? You have to finish. And I said, well, <laughs> why don't you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should ask. <laughs> Funny you should ask, yeah. So when I, I focused on her theater company to start with because she has this wonderful theater company that she started in 2012 called, called um, On the Road Repertory. And she directed plays. It was a, it was a way of... Um, creating professional performances out of some of the things we were working on in her professional class. And so there are all these wonderful actors, more than 50 actors in this company. And so I started there and just started asking people um, if they would be willing to perform these pieces and help me communicate who she was. Cause I said to myself, like, well, I'm not her and I don't know everything that there is to know and there's so much that these actors can offer as far as really understanding who she was and what she was trying to say. So we turned it into an ensemble piece and we turned um, some of what would have been monologues into dialogue pieces, mm -hmm. which actually, I don't know if you got to see any of the ones that were like really dialogue pieces in the play, but uh, it's like, yeah. yeah, the way that she, the way that she would talk sometimes was like, she was arguing with herself in real time. And so a lot of them just kind of lent themselves to being divided up between multiple actors. <laughs> oh, another, I'm like, another level to be excited about. <laughs> one of the, one of the things that I really um, kind of resonated with, and I can't remember where I was reading so much of your material this morning. And I'm like, wait, where did I read this bit? But it, but you talk about the process of grief through performance, which really resonates with me too. Like I've had an ex some experience of working through my own, you know, experiences by writing and performing. Is that, is that a, like an intentional part of the process of, of the work you've done with the actors? And I, I guess even with yourself of creating the piece from, from this point. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm sorry for your losses. Oh, thank you. I mean, I think we're all in a little bit of grief right now. And yeah, yeah, we could all use an outlet for it or something to do with it. So, um, yeah, I, I felt actually like there, that was a fortunate thing to be able to work through grief, through having something productive to do with it. Um, and I think I don't want to speak for the actors, but I do think that they felt the same. Once we got into the work of it, it's a way of talking about her and a way of doing something for her and a place to put the loss of her, all the feelings that we have about the loss of her. Mm -hmm. And also the, you know, the collaboration 
is a way of sort of like creating her presence here on earth. It's like when you get a, a bunch of people together who knew a person to work on something together for her, it, it sort of feels like the, the sum of all these people sort of brings a, a version of her into the present. It's like she exists there when these people are doing it. So yeah, it was something we were conscious about and it was hard not to be aware of that. Um, especially during the play, because, you know, we did these staged readings a couple of weeks ago in New York City. And for the staged readings, we had 40 of the cast members together to read the play out loud. And for some of them, it was the first time they've, they've been together since she passed. And that's, you know, because of COVID, a lot of people mm -hmm. left town or they, you know, we just haven't been doing theater together. And so it was the first time some people had seen each other. And so that was a big part of it is like finally getting to gather and, and talk about what we've been going through and talk about this loss. And at the same time, do something really productive about keeping her alive. Like you mentioned, like there's sort of a global grief happening and not just because of COVID, just because everything is basically going to shit in so many different ways. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like being oh able to God. come come together after so long, it's just I can imagine like the the excitement of being on stage, the, you know, the excitement or the energy of shared grief that you haven't been able to share with each other and putting this on stage. And, you know, there's so many, like, yeah, love, love it. Thank you. <laughs> you know, those things that you're like, you try to put into words and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to find the words to express how I feel about this, but it sounds really cool. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate that. You know, when you're like, when you start to work on a creative project and it's just in your head, you're like, I have no idea what people are going to think. I don't know how I'm going to communicate this properly. And if I'm doing that at all, I'm just so grateful. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> well, that puts me in like a, an artist, <laughs> a, like an artist to artist question. You know, like those moments when you have, you know, maybe it could have been when you had the idea of like, oh, here's how I'm going to move forward with this. And it feels like, wait, will this really work? You know, like there, it feels like there's that little conflicting moment of, of doubt and inspiration. Is that familiar to you? Like, am I talking about oh, something yeah. you know? Oh, no. <laughs> I think every, I, we all, don't we all feel that way? Like, it's very, very hard to kick up the confidence to like, put something out into the world. I, I mean, I don't know what your process is, but my process is always in relationship to people that I trust. Mm -hmm. It's like you really, you have to let something sort of marinate within yourself for a while until you feel like you understand what it is. But then the first steps towards really understanding what it is are asking people you trust to look at what you're doing and reflect back onto you what they think, you know, I, I was really lucky, actually, I have to shout him out because there's, there is no love all Alice's without um, my producer and dramaturge Maxwell George, who was mm -hmm. an edit, he was, he is a brilliant editor and brilliant graphic designer. And he was my editor at the Oxford American. And I brought the project to him uh, when Alice was still alive, just sort of asking him as a person who wasn't an actor and didn't no, Alice, what do you, what do you find interesting about this? And he actually signed on to help me shape it um, in a way that would translate. And so I think about that. And then also these collaborations with the actors. Um, sorry, my dog is barking. That's so, it's okay. 
<laughs> she always likes to get involved. Sorry, I was saying uh, just sort of like getting reflection back from people that I trust both. And I, I'm using these examples because we're talking about this particular project, but of someone who was outside of it and doesn't really know the person or the subject and can tell you what they find interesting about it. And then of people who are very much inside of it, these actors who who know more than anything, I was like, if they don't love it and think that it's working, then I'm going to have to rethink it. Like that's, that's just the truth. Yeah. So I always rely on other people to sort of like give, but it has to be people you trust, obviously. <laughs> and it's really challenging to find those exact people, right? Because sometimes yeah. people mean well, but they wind up saying things that really like, okay, so that didn't help. And now I'm in a shame spiral. Thank you so much. <laughs> but, exactly. Yeah. But I'm glad yeah. that you have like, it seems like you have those, um, those people on, on deck. Yeah. It's grown to include um, just this like wonderful group of people. I've um, a, a handful of producers, uh, Laura Burren of our secret handshake and Cecilia flag. And Ronald Austin and Vinny Anand, who are um, actually actors in it, but have come on to sort of help. And this amazing sort of like group of people who are now really like none of this happens without, as you know, no art happens without people who are just sort of like, you know, behind the scenes making making you shine. So So there's a Kickstarter in process for putting this entire project together. Talk to me. <laughs> yeah, we have a Kickstarter going right now. We're um, uh, we're in our last week, which is fabulous. It's going to be um, really amazing. My experience with uh, crowdfunding has always been so incredibly positive. Like people that come on to support you during your crowdfunding campaign are ultimately like what I call the family of the film because they believe in it. And they support it. And it's that momentum that sort of like gives you the energy to move forward. But also they come with you. So I love that. I love that relationship to the people that that support the Kickstarter and believe in it in these early stages. Um, We have built some really cool rewards that I'm really excited about, which are um, we have some really fun awards that were donated by amazing people from our cast and crew they're all very creative and they've donated photo shoots and acting coaching sessions and cool stuff like that. Um, but also we have these beautiful um, keepsake rewards that are all based on Alice's wisdom. So we're making a visual version of her rehearsal process so that actors can have this um, and use it actually to rehearse scenes we're going to make a pocket reader of her best quotes and best stories for inspiration that you can carry around. And of course there's a mug. It's going to be a very great mug. <laughs> you have to have a mug. <laughs> <laughs> no Kickstarter is complete. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're doing really great. We're just about halfway. Um, we're almost halfway. So I feel really, really excited about going the rest of the way and having um, these amazing people in our corner who've decided to support the project. I really love the way that that the art, the the project itself is a lot of different things, and the cool way that crowdfunding can really bring people into the process of creating something. So yeah, yeah I I think it's uh, I I wanted I will just say that we had you know I think this is the part about it that is really important for people to know is how. Um, 
how it brings people, how crowdfunding brings people together, how it really can form like this beautiful foundation for what you're doing. And it's, it's, yeah, it's in part about the money. We, we, you know, the money is going to complete the film, but it's also about the people. My, um, I previously worked on this uh, documentary project called the 78 project with the wonderful director, Alex Steiermark. And we crowdfunded that at a very pivotal phase. And the people that were crowdfunding backers were the people that were at every premiere with us and coming out to see the film and a part of it forever. And it's just so beautiful to see their names on the screen and just know that that's how it got done, that it got done through community. Yeah. And there's like, I think it's something you've been saying in the Kickstarter video that I really resonate with in the times that I've done crowdfunding too. That, I mean, of course the money is important, but there's also getting that little message that says, oh, this person believes in my project. Like it, yeah. it's, it cannot be understated or overstated. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Um, is there an easy link to find the Kickstarter for people who are listening? I'll put a link to it in the show notes for the podcast too. Yeah. The easy link is um, our website, loveallalices.com. It's right on the homepage. You can just click um, the Kickstarter link on the homepage. The Kickstarter link is very long. <laughs> they, yeah. <laughs> Got it. It it is the classic Kickstarter.com slash project slash love all Alice's move. I don't know. It's something. It's way <laughs> a lot of hyphens. <laughs> you should memorize memorize that and be like, sure, just stop by HTTPS <laughs> like colon slash slash. Yeah. That's L as in llama. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Yeah. It's that. Um, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Where Surf else? on over, guys. <laughs> yeah. Just get hop on the information superhighway and you'll be there. <laughs> Just fire up that modem, <laughs> type in. Yeah. Uh, love, I want to make sure your website is uh, LaviniaJonesWrite.com. Um, any other spots we should know about to um, make sure people. Yeah, the project website work? is, is LoveAllAlices.com. Um, and you can sign up for newsletters and see what's going on with us there. Yeah. And then my personal website, if you want to see um, how many different <laughs> hyphenates. <laughs> Uh, is LaviniaJonesWright.com. Um, we should wrap this part of the conversation up, but if you're listening to this and you want to hear more, I'm we're going to do a quick um, bonus interview that I'm going to put on Patreon in a couple of days um, that Lavinia will be joining me for as well. So stay tuned for that. And thank you for being on the podcast today. And I'm, oh. best of luck with your work. Thank you so, so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate it. And so we come to the end of another episode of Mikey Pod Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Please immediately go to Kickstarter and uh, subscribe or uh, um, fund back. That's what they call it. You back the project. Um, I'm going to go there the second I push publish on this podcast. So you'll see my name. Uh, join me in supporting this fantastic exciting projects if you're a patron check out maybe the next day or two uh you'll see your bonus podcast there and um as always thank you for listening and thank you for reaching out and letting me know what you thought of this episode next week i'll be talking with sugar vendil which is i might add a perfect timing because she is really kind of with her process about social media which we'll talk about next week uh she's a pianist and performer and dancer and a bunch of other stuff um she's been kind of inspiring me to think more deeply about being an artist on social media uh so we'll be talking about some of that as well as a bunch of her stuff so get ready <laughs> thanks for listening let me hear from you and i'll 
talk to you next time. And that's it. Okay, bye.